Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast of Shemaine's Model Health for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and of course, learn about their body and how it works. I hope you're all keeping really well this morning. Uh, On this last day of school, no less. Well, for my kids and anyway. So I'm sitting here enjoying a mushroom coffee. If you hear me slurping, that's why. And I'm praying that the doorbell doesn't ring again for like it did last week. Because if you know me, I am very laid back. I like to just get in and get the job done and get out again. So if the doorbell rings... And I'm like almost finish a podcast. There is no way I'm re-recording that podcast. And if the slurping bothers you from me drinking coffee or sparkling water, I am sorry, but hydration is super important for health. So I don't think you will judge me on that. Anyway, moving on with this week's podcast, we're looking at Something I've wanted to do for a while now. Uh, We're going to look at the limitations to fat loss. So what could be slowing you down? What could be holding you back? I'm going to try to keep it pretty short. Um, I did a Handbrakes to Health event a couple of months ago. And I also then did a summary video. So that is on my YouTube channel if you look for Shemaine Linney. And I also have that video in my Facebook biohacking group, so you can find it there. So it'll be a little bit more in depth on some of the topics that I'm going to look at today. But I want to give you an idea of what could be standing in your way and slowing you down. Um, There's so much content out there. I I alone put out a lot of content and I find that with most of my clients, it's kind of a case of wash, rinse, repeat and just constantly repeat, repeat, repeat until it does become part of their lifestyle and it is a habit and it needs to be a habit. I was just talking to a client there telling her I forgot to put the kettle on for my water and yes, I use a glass kettle uh, for my water, for my coffee and eventually I got it and I was saying I really obviously needed this. My brain wasn't working yet without my coffee and I have my mushroom coffee and in that I put my thyroid supplement so it's not a thyroid medication it's a supplement I break open the capsules and I pour them in with my coffee and I also add in some ginkgo so I break open the capsule there and I'll mix that in with my coffee just to optimize my cognitive performance and support um my thyroid but by breaking the capsules I'm not activating my digestive system as much because my stomach doesn't have to break down the capsules and it keeps me somewhat in my fasted state which I'm in today um because I'm going for a longer fast anyway I digress so we'll move on So a couple of the limitations I see, um, and I have a list here in front of me because I tend to ramble sometimes, um, of what I see getting in the way of people. Now, the majority of my clients, like pretty much most of my clients, get 
this first concept and that is the concept of insulin and hormones now we know that insulin it is important we all need insulin it helps us grow it helps us build muscles it helps us be strong but in context we need our insulin to work in our favor and not constantly work against us and if we have insulin resistance which a lot of people have most people that I talk to have some sort of insulin resistance and they associate when you say it to someone oh you have a form of insulin resistance immediately they're like well I'm not obese or I'm not diabetic and that is just what people associate insulin resistance with in that you have to be obese or diabetic to be insulin resistant and that couldn't be further from the truth uh, we all know that girl or our husband or someone that just can eat everything around them and not blink an eye um, they don't put on any weight whatsoever while the rest of us look we just look at chocolate and cake and we can already feel it growing on our ass and on our thighs um, so those people that's a level of insulin resistance. There's people that I see go to the gym nonstop and I've seen them there for years and I don't see much change and they're beating themselves up in the gym all the time and I'm like geez I feel bad for them um, and many should would say well why don't you give them advice well believe me I've tried and some people are very appreciative but some people do not like that and they're quite rude so I tend to kind of keep my distance until someone maybe asks me but these people they're beating themselves up hours running on the treadmill and the bike and the cross trainer they're sweating they look miserable and a year later i'm not seeing an improvement in their physical appearance i don't see any muscle gain they look just as miserable that is an insulin resistance um, example as well so there's all these different levels of insulin resistance and the more insulin, and this is for everyone, the more insulin that you have going throughout your body on a daily basis, the more problems you are going to have with health and fat loss. So those people that have weight that you can visually see, they have fat to lose, they need to be limiting the amount of insulin that is being secreted throughout their body um, on a 24 hour clock. Those people that, eat a lot of food but they're slim and that you see them constantly eating sugar but you can't see that body fat those are the people that need to be very very conscious of health because if you don't see that your body is putting that fat so insulin carries glucose into the liver gets converted into fat and then that fat gets put on our butt or our thighs or the back of our arms or wherever it gets put well if you see these thin people and they just eat junk food all day every day you know they are getting a constant secretion of insulin from the pancreas you know that because that is how the body works that is biology that is chemistry that is happening now if their body is not putting those extra sugars which get converted into triglycerides into let's say a pocket somewhere so their butt or their thighs then those triglycerides are floating around the bloodstream so those slimmer people need to be very conscious of their health because that fat floating around their bloodstream is going to start building up on the plaques and the liver and causing all sorts of problems lesions along the gut lining whole lot of problems they need to be aware more so of health so 
again all these different levels insulin is something you need to be really conscious of and i teach my clients how to manage how to improve insulin resistance and increase their insulin sensitivity improve everything that goes along with that so their leptin hormones their lipase enzymes how we can train their body in switching fuels and all of that sort of stuff but there's one thing you need to be super conscious that the more insulin you have going around your body you're asking for trouble so you want to control that now other hormones we look at obviously thyroid is going to be one thyroid i don't want to get too much into thyroid i have more coming out on thyroid over the next few months and i've done podcasts on this but your thyroid helps control your metabolism if your thyroid slows down your metabolism is going to slow down if your metabolism slows down, then your body's kind of going into a stress starvation mode. I'm just going to survive here. Let's not burn these um, pockets of fat and let's just work off whatever food is coming in and try and save as much as we can. Um, so the thyroid is super important and that comes into what we're going to look at nutrients in a few minutes. So make sure your thyroid hormone is on par. And if you're not on medication, there is supplements and foods and activities that you can do that will support your thyroid. I have a thyroid guide coming out in the next few weeks that goes through all the natural steps. Now, don't get me wrong, pharmaceutical aids for the thyroid have their place, but there is a lot of natural steps that you can do, and I've practiced with my clients, and I've seen my clients' thyroid improve. I've seen my own improve. I've seen people come off thyroid medication, so it can be done. But the next ones I want to talk about, estrogen and testosterone. So estrogen, estrogen and insulin go very much hand in hand. If you have excess estrogen, you are going to have insulin issues. If you have estrogen dominance, so excess estrogen in the body, which a lot of people have who are obese or overweight. And I say that to remind people that fat cells are not just storage houses for fat. Fat cells they are organs in themselves they are endocrine organs they create they produce estrogen and it's the bad estrogen it's not the good one that we need for good health it's the bad estrogen um, and they also produce inflammatory cytokines and um, inhibit the immune system and all this sort of stuff so <clears throat> when we look at someone who's overweight we know okay well they have an insulin resistance problem there they also have a problem with estrogen all of this goes hand in hand so you want to be aware of modulating your estrogen and making sure that your body can detoxify estrogen itself i have two podcasts on estrogen go back listen to them go into my biohacking group i have so many posts on what foods and supplements and protocols and steps you can use to make sure that your body is detoxing estrogen so you want to get it out of your body another word i just want to look at or draw a bit of attention to really quick is detoxing your body detoxes every day every time you exhale you sweat you cry you pee you poop you have a period you are detoxing detoxing is a process of eliminating toxins out of your body we do it on a daily basis so you constantly want to be supporting your body on a daily basis and making sure it's getting estrogen and other toxins 
out. Make sure you're peeing enough. Make sure you're pooing enough. Make sure that you're sweating so you're doing some exercise. All this are processes of detoxification. Now, if you have issues with circulation, of course that will have some connection to insulin resistance and the thyroid, but I did Again, another podcast last week on swelling and fluid retention and what you can do about that. And some things I forgot to put into that were um, body brushing. Body brushing is very effective for moving fluid and helping your body detox. So moving that fluid and toxins up your legs, back to your excretory organs and out of your body. Another thing that is very effective is stretching and I had forgotten about this but a client brought it to my attention the other day she said did you do you know stretching can help and I was like huh yeah actually it can and I forgot about that so stretch stretch your legs your calves your hamstrings specifically now you want to improve flexibility in these areas so not just stretching I remember years ago when I was first doing my um certification for fitness instructor I'll never forget my um, teacher at the time she says that a stretch you hold for 10 to 12 seconds for improving flexibility you hold it for 30 seconds or more so I will hold my hamstring stretches particularly my hamstring stretches because I train them a lot and I train my glutes a lot so I'll make sure that I am stretching my hamstrings 30 seconds at a time a couple of times in that kind of stretch session to keep my flexibility up and it really helps open everything up loosen everything out combine it with your body brushing and your inversion and you're going to see that fluid start to move of course the other hacks that I mentioned in last week's podcast too now you can't speak about estrogen without speaking about testosterone they go hand in hand they're very much two sides of the same coin and as we age as our estrogen starts to drop and we start to see our butt move to our belly and all these horrible changes happen our testosterone I'm not going to say it drops because the studies are out right now we were always told that as we aged our testosterone decreased each year but there are studies coming out now um where I'm still waiting to see what comes of them, what else comes out, where it may not be that our testosterone drops at all, but our ratios, and I've spoke about ratios before, drop and our sedentary lifestyle increases and then we lose muscle mass and then the testosterone drops. So there's a lot there and there really is a lot with stress going catabolic and stuff like that. So testosterone is important testosterone helps us burn fat it helps us regulate all our other hormones if we have testosterone in our body we also have the ability to put on some nice lean muscle and we want lean muscle lean muscle helps us burn fat over the course of 24 hours so when you're in the gym you're not so much burning fat as you are building yourself up so that you can burn throughout the rest of the day so 
bear in mind that testosterone is very, very important. And I like to encourage my clients to eat foods that promote the production of testosterone as well. Um, the likes of steak. Steak is awesome for producing testosterone. You know, Arnie and Apollo, they didn't just eat it for the laugh they knew it was up to something almonds spinach you got popeye spinach definitely helps with testosterone salmon too so there are some foods there that can be very beneficial for keeping your testosterone high um i will be doing a podcast or maybe a pdf on that in the future i've had a couple of requests um especially for some guys as well so moving on really quick so testosterone then leads to movement okay so one of the easiest ways to keep a nice level of testosterone in your body and to build that lean muscle and to prolong or so prolong life but postpone the aging process and prolong health is to build muscle so lean muscle and to exercise so all different types of exercise they do all different things cardio for cardiovascular health blood flow circulation then you got your lean muscle to help with long-term fat burning and the immune system and being strong um you got power lifters or strength trainers it helps with cognitive performance the brain the central nervous system so everything does something different but if you're looking to increase testosterone and you want to optimize your fat burning you want to be building some lean muscle like lean muscle it's your friend you're not going to look masculine you have to train a certain way if you know me you you've heard of how i train you have to train a certain way to look a certain way but adding on some lean muscle is very beneficial lean muscle helps regulate our hormones it really does now if you have and there are studies out there uh, i'm going to post about one later today in my facebook group that if you're predominantly or predisposed to being obese through genetics we are seeing now that exercise can help tinder the effects of those genetic traits by up to 50 percent so just because you are genetically predisposed to being overweight does not mean that that's the be all and end all you can change those genetics through exercise now exercise and movement two total different things and i need to clarify this with some of my clients later there's so much confusion i'll say how is your movement today so movement i mean you're all over movement vacuuming walking cleaning the house walking into starbucks instead of getting drive-through walking into the bank instead of drive-through walking to pay for your gas instead of paying at the pump how was your movement did you take the stairs instead of the elevator did you park further away from the grocery store did you get up and get the remote control yourself instead of asking your kids to go get it for you so all this is movement but then exercise is something extra that's the force that's that extra force that gets put on our muscles and says hey you need more energy let's start working on making you bigger and stronger stronger that exercise gets your heart rate up it gets you sweating a little it releases those endorphins and those good feel-good hormones so i want people to differentiate between that 
I have a client and she walks her dog 60 minutes every morning outdoors, which is incredible, which is so awesome. But unfortunately, yesterday I had to tell her, if you do that every day and you've been doing that every day for months or years, that now is just movement for you, not so much exercise because your body will have adapted to that. So I really hope that makes sense to people. And, and I have spoke about this with my clients at live gatherings and stuff. Unfortunately, there are some of us that need exercise for the weight or the fat to shift or the scales to move. Some people, they don't. They don't and lucky them. But there are some people like me and some of my other clients that even if our nutrition and everything else is on point, we will not see changes in body composition or fat if we don't do exercise and i'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news but that is just how it is um so i'm really sorry but keep that in mind it's so so important so moving on really quick portion sizes portion sizes are insane like so many people are off on portion sizes like when you go to a restaurant most of their portion sizes are for two people like it's crazy so a little bit of realism here um is important i have infographs and stuff that show portion size and i teach about this but watch your portion sizes especially when it comes to fat because fat is all the rage now and like fat is awesome don't get me wrong but in some ways it annoys me i'm like will you all just stop for a minute anyone that knows anything and the best doctors in the world and all we all agree that fat is great the good type of fat of course but fat is very calorie dense and if you're on a fat loss campaign you need to remember fat is very calorie dense so you need to account for that watch how many calories you're getting out of fat and there are some people that do not do well on high fat and there are some people that do amazing on high carbohydrates so there is that bio individuality but watch fats watch fats if you're having a lot of fat in the morning you should be pulling back on your fat later on in the day um so really watch that watch i mean if you're working with a health professional which a lot of people are nowadays they should tell you well this is how much fat you should be aiming for in a day and keep it to the good fats we all agree the hydrogenated trans processed fats are very very bad for you and there are uh, and here's a mind-blowing moment. There are studies coming out now that are showing that these fats may be worse for you than sugar is. So keep an eye out for all of that. But I've been saying it for years. Just avoid all of that stuff. It's some of the most inflammatory substance on the planet. So stay away from those crappy, poor, low-grade fats. Okay. Um, and that can inc include dairy in some instances. But that's a whole other topic nutrient deficiencies are next i'm going to move along really quick nutrient deficiencies are a huge one i literally literally say are you kidding me like bitch please you cannot just eat chicken and lettuce and not expect to get a nutrient deficiency of course you are one of my goals is to make this whole health and weight loss journey and I think I do a good job um, making it as simple as possible. Like, how can we make sure that you're getting 
all of your nutrients and minerals so there's no deficiencies and your body can work at optimal levels without it being too stressful or without you needing to do a cooking class with Gordon Ramsay. Like we keep it so simple. Nutrient deficiencies are huge. Um, and a lot of the time when someone starts a fat loss campaign immediately, they're like, okay, I'm just going to eat salads for the next few weeks. It's, it might make me miserable, but I'll lose some fat. Yeah, you will. You will lose some fat for the first week or two, but then what? By week three, you're not going to feel very good. No, no, no. Your muscles are going to start to hurt. You might see your hair start to fall out, your sleep. You're going to be fatigued. You're going to be lethargic. You might be very cranky. You'll get crazy cravings, and then, of course, you fall off track. You binge eat. You feel worse. No, no, no. You have to stay on top of nutrients, especially the essential ones, and especially those ones that are essential for the thyroid and the metabolism and cognitive performance. I true cognitive performance in there because I'm a big believer that if your brain is working very, very well and working right, then you will then be more equipped to stay in control and make good choices for food and movement and everything else throughout the day. You're looking at essentials, okay? So you're very good bioavailable omega-3s. Um, and yeah, you do need all the other omegas, but omega-3 is super important because a lot of people miss them. They do. Not as many people as you think eat fish. They don't. Um, potassium, so important. A good sodium, so really good salt, so important. Magnesium, so important for the thyroid. Zinc, selenium, so important for the thyroid. Female hormones, they need zinc and selenium. Like all of this stuff is so important. Proteins, good quality water, all of this stuff. So watch for those nutrient deficiencies, especially those of you who have taken on fasting and think that they can fast for 16 hours and then eat whatever they want within an eight hour window. It doesn't work like that. You can't do that. You are going to make yourself sick. I am sorry. Okay, next, sleep. And this podcast is going on longer than I would have liked. Sleep, very important. Sleep podcast post coming out today. Sleep, poor sleep drives up inflammation. It silences the body's ability to hear leptin, which is your satiety hormone. So basically says, shh, shh, nobody wants to hear you. Um, it increases signals from your ghrelin hormones. So that's your hunger cravings hormone. Um, it increases insulin sensitivity, some studies say by up to 90%, making you so, so close to becoming diabetic after one night of poor sleep. Of course, poor sleep then is going to affect your thyroid and slow down your metabolism. It's going to increase cravings. You're just going to feel like rubbish. It's going to throw off. So your circadian rhythm, which is associated with sleep, is also associated with your eating cycle. So your food cycle. Sleep is very important there. We all know. Come on. We all know. If you have a poor night's sleep, chances are you're going to eat crap the next day because your brain is like, hey, you, we didn't have a good sleep last night. So 
we need energy. I need energy to keep you functioning. And I know that you have cookies and chips in that press in the kitchen. And before you even know it, you're already in the kitchen and you're eating those chips and cookies. You didn't even have a minute to comprehend what was happening because your brain was like, I need energy. Go get me the quickest source of energy that you can, which is sugar. It's faster absorbed and faster utilized in the body. And you didn't even have a chance to try practice any willpower or skill power or anything like that because your brain is in charge and you just lost that battle so you want to keep stacking conditions in your favor make sure that you're working on good sleep habits getting good quality sleep the next is stress we all know what stress does at this stage i speak about stress so much i feel stress and the next um part mindset i feel that the words are repeated so much lately that people are sick of hearing them and i find that i'm saying i'm really sorry to bring this up but you know stress and it's just where it's it's everywhere everyone's talking about stress and i feel like we're just sick of hearing it but the reality is stress is a huge player in fat loss and your health and i very much teach my clients because i don't want them thinking stress is just an invisible emotion it does nothing I teach my clients the biochemical reactions that happen in the body when you are stressed. And I did a po podcast on this like a year ago. Go back and look for it. And we look at the whole chemical process that happens in your body. What hormones get released? Where do you go catabolic? What happens to you? What happens to your immune system? So you need to know that stress is a hormone and it does cause a ripple effect in the body and not a good one unless it's acute stress that maybe you caused in the gym that's a different story but we're looking at bad stress particularly chronic stress it drives up inflammation increases insulin resistance drains your adrenals and your thyroid of their resources so that's important it drains you it drains you of if you think of your cup as full with everything you need to be optimal it drains and empties that cup stress of course interferes with cravings stress of course interferes with your mood and your sleep and your priorities and your motivation and all of that so there's a whole lot goes on with stress and i get it we live in a very stressful environment but you really need to be conscious of it and stack conditions in your favor if that just means turning off your phone or logging off an hour or 30 minutes before bed each night so you can read a book and have a hot bath or just talk to your husband or do whatever make it happen make it happen like the only one standing in your way of self-care is you okay so you can prioritize it if something is really important to you you will prioritize it and that brings us to the last part which is mindset and then i'm gonna leave it at this mindset is such a huge problem and i think society has a lot to answer for in this of course, I'm just speaking from my own point of view and my own opinion, but I do think society has made us think that we can hustle and we can have this and that and we can be we can be whatever we want to be. Now, don't get me wrong, you can, but society's led us to believe that you can have abundance of everything, all these food ads on the TV, all these people living the dream and this, but where is the realism here? Where 
is the realism. Come on, people, you've got to be realistic. Look, we have all had stuff happened in the past. All of us, we all have different stories. Not one of us is exempt from stress or bad news or losing a loved one or a breakup or whatever. We've all had it. But that past does not dictate your present. You cannot keep saying that because of this, I can't get my health or my weight where I want it to be. That is mindset. If it is a priority to you, it is a number one priority. And I'm not being hard. I know they're all different cases and scenarios for each person. And we all have different stuff going on. But really, I've seen people and they've been to hell and back. And I've seen what they can do when they really put their mind to it. And if it is a priority, you will do whatever it takes to make sure that you get your walk in. To make sure that your food is on point. Because there's no going back. I always say to people, I hope you reach that point where there's no going back. When I was over overweight I was miserable I was so sad I was crying I hated myself I was just miserable and once I started losing the weight I was like there is no going back I had reached that point and I was like I will do whatever it takes there is no going back for me and now there definitely isn't unfortunately I have bad genetics in the fat category but I've also got great genetics and I can build muscle really easy but it's a lifestyle I'll never be able to just stop like this is a life there is no going back for me I never want to feel that way again I never want to fit into not be able to put on clothes again like there's none so mindset is huge attitude I don't like cooking is another thing so don't cook there are other ways but don't let that stand in the way of your mindset like throwing, you don't need to be a chef to throw a salad together or pick up some dark chocolate or grab a lara bar or something like there's there's always something even in my heater guide we have a red seal chef that works with us and she bakes approved recipes for people you just got to pick them up like there's always a way I have lists I tell people if you're eating out this is what there is always a way that is mindset it really is mindset you know what if you know that you so I'll use the client as an example I know she has insulin resistance and I know what's going on in her family um, I think that she and the studies are there would be better off having a feeding window of eight to four there's a lot of studies that say that if you finish eating earlier in the evening that is better for insulin resistance now I know she has to drive home and she's not doing any exercise in the evening because it's a long drive so I recommend is hey join a class join a gym do something on your way home so that it's done and that will stop you also from eating later in the evening so you've had your early feeding window and now you're getting even if it's just Monday Wednesday Friday evening you're stopping for an hour and even doing a yoga class or join a walking group that is adding an hour on where you're not eating or binging in front of the tv or giving in to cravings um, she asked her boyfriend would he like to join her and join a gym and he said no she got upset over that and rightly so and I get that but don't let that stand in your way so if he doesn't want to go then you go by yourself it's his loss at the end of the day so there's so much mindset the only one standing in your way is yourself if you don't know the answers or don't know where to start or what to do or you need some help or accountability there is 
hundreds, thousands of health professionals out there that are more than willing to help you. There's thousands of podcasts. There's thousands of Pinterest pins. There's everything is there. The only one stopping you is yourself. Like don't, if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for help, but also remember that you have to have the mindset. It has to be there. You have to want it really bad. So I'm going to leave it at that. I will be looking more at mindset over time, but I, like I said, I feel we're all sick of hearing the words mindset and stress, and I think I'm sick of saying them, but it's a big reality more so than anything else lately. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm sorry it went on for so long, but please do share it with anyone you feel may benefit. It really helps me reach the masses and I'm very passionate about what I do. I want to help people. So by sharing these podcasts, you can help a family member, you can help a friend, you can help someone that really needs a little bit of guidance. And that's it. It doesn't cost anything to share and I appreciate it a lot. I appreciate it so much that I will come back and I'll do another podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. There was no transcript for this. It all came out of my brain. So um, enjoy the rest of your week, everyone. And our next podcast will be in another two weeks, which is what I've decided to do over the summer so people can catch up. So podcasts will be every second week. Okay, bye-bye, everyone. Stay safe. Don't forget to get some sunshine. Bye.